Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Podcast Cluster Fudge. Yay, we're back. That's right, I'm Carlos. And I'm Alan. And we're uh, we're here to talk about stuff that's going on in the pop culture. Yeah, what's going on currently in pop culture, Carlos? Uh, oh man, I think a lot of people are talking about this Ghostbusters, man. <laughs> Somebody get me the Ghostbusters. Somebody get me the ghost. Yes, somebody get me the Ghostbusters because they ain't here. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. Both Al and I have seen the 2016 Ghostbusters reboot. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're going to be talking about that today on the podcast. Now, we're going to try to go spoiler free at first, and then we'll give you a heads up when we get into the spoilers. Don't worry about that. But... Okay, so Dr. Aaron Gilbert uh, and Dr. Abby Yates, played by Kristen Wiig Kristen and, Wig and uh, Melissa McCarthy, yep. mm-hmm. are co-authors of a book which posits the existence of paranormal phenomenon such as ghosts. When mm-hmm. the book proves unpopular, Gilbert distances herself and eventually becomes a teacher at Columbia University, while Yates continues to study the paranormal at a technical college with the eccentric, eccentric engineer Dr. Jillian Holtz, played by Kate McKinnon. Years later, Gilbert learns the book has been republished, threatening her reputation in academia and their bid for tenure. However, when they reunite, Gilbert discovers that ghosts are in fact real. She eventually leaves uh, Columbia and joins up with Yates and Holtzman and eventually with Patty Tolan, who is played by Leslie Jones, to become the newest iteration of the Ghostbusters. Meanwhile, a nefarious individual who believes that the world is not worth existing anymore, plans a devious plot that only the ladies of the Ghostbusters can deal with. Who are you going to call the new Ghostbusters? <laughs> Hijinks and Sue. All right. So, thoughts, All right, so thoughts opinions. <clears throat> Go on. Let's see. Let's break this down here. Okay. So, okay. So, you got a movie. You got, you got a couple of events. You got, you got your characters. Mm-hmm. Okay. You yep. got your script, your plot. Yes. Okay. You got whatever the conflict is, and you got the tone. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not going to compare this to the original Ghostbusters, not only because it's called Ghostbusters, they use the logo, and they have a multitude of Ghostbuster Easter eggs. I guess they mm-hmm. would refer to them as homages. I just wish that they borrowed the correct elements. Ultimately, I think that this was a, a very talented very funny cast yeah. that was given a subpar script to okay. work with. Okay. Um, it is, I mean, everyone says, well, if you, I, every, every time you hear someone with a positive view, if you lower your expectations and you just take the movie for what it is, you're going to have a great time, mm-hmm. you know, and y- that's absolutely true okay. up to near the end. I didn't have a great time. There were enjoyable parts. There were some funny jokes. There were some cool lines, but there are um, a plethora of problems that even start before the movie came out. This movie had some controversy coming out. Anything with, uh, you know, the the bashing the idea that just because they're women, that's ridiculous. These are very talented actresses. And up to now, Paul Feig has delivered pretty great comedies, in my opinion. Featuring women as his stars. Yes, absolutely. He, has a, he seems to have a special place in his heart mm-hmm. for movies that, that center around women. And they're, and they're great movies. Bridesmaids, right. yeah. The Heat, Spy. Yeah. These are all hilarious movies. Mm-hmm. From like good to hilarious. Right. 
Now, I don't know what happened here. I just I just didn't care for the tone. The um gonna compare it to the old movie, just can't help but because you know what, the old movie kinda sets the golden bar for sci fi comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I know what you mean. And horror comedy, quite frankly. Right. Particularly and, um, horror and comedy regard to the first together. movie, yeah. Yes. So yeah, the first movie. Yeah. Um, you know, the second movie we can talk about later on. Uh-huh. And then, you know, I, I caught myself rewatching parts of that first movie because, you know, I saw this movie. I'm like, man, I remember like a really great movie from 84 called Ghostbusters. I'm going to rewatch some of my favorite scenes. The humor is like it just hits more. There's like more successful jokes per minute. In that movie, in mm-hmm. that original 84 movie, mm-hmm. than there are in this one. It's just, it's just the way it is. I mean, the, the tone, they take it more seriously. Right, sure. Uh, as far as, like, the horror elements, mm-hmm. at the beginning, it's, like, very slow, very creepy. Mm-hmm. It's a great score, a very, cre- you know, ooh kind of score. Mm-hmm. But it sets the mood and the tone, which makes... It's so fun for the comedy to play off of. The characters in this movie are fairly, they're well-rounded, they're grounded. Mm -hmm. You could say Vinkman is kind of like, okay, Vinkman, I don't know how real that dude is, but he's still, even he is grounded to a certain extent, but he's clearly the comic, the, the, the most comic persona right, sure. of the four he's of them. Not he's not taking the things comic seriously. Character. Even having seen... At all. Like, any character, even if they're sarcastic or whatever, you expect if they see a ghost, they're going to change their tone. Vakeman r- does not change his tone. He's still... He does, no, you know what? I'll counter that. At, at the beginning, he does. He eventually gets accustomed to them you know, and he is the guy that's like, I'm going to make light just because that's how he deals with things yeah. in life. If anything, that's a character. But, you know, like when Slimer, when he sees Slimer, he's all serious. You know, he makes jokes, but he's like, he's scared. You can see it in his face. No, he's like, you know, but he, he sees me, Ray. You're right. He's coming in that, at me. In that Ray, moment, you know? he's like that. And in the moment that the, yeah. that the librarian woman screams at him, he's like that. But after the fact, he's not changed. He's still irreverent. He's still... You know, cracking jokes, and he's still, you know, not how a normal person would regard. Oh crap! The dead are rising from the dead, and we've, we're dealing with people from the afterlife. He's still the same old Vakeman from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and the other characters are well grounded as well. I mean, you have Ray, who's like the heart of the team, and mm-hmm. you have Egon, and blah blah. The point is that these characters were, I mean, they were comic characters. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Ray was kind of like a kid at heart. Right. Egon was just like an uber nerd. Yes. On the on the autism spectrum. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And Winston Zedmore was just the everyman. Right, correct. You know, I mean, that's all, that has a whole history in itself. That was supposed to be Eddie Murphy, and he was supposed to be an ex-Marine, but then Eddie Murphy opted out. He did Beverly Hills Cop, and, you know, so they got Ernie Hudson, so it was a lesser-known actor, and it was just going to be, like, three leads anyway, so that's kind of like why Ernie Hudson, you know, was, like, given a diminished role. I think yeah. they kind of made up for it in Ghostbusters, too, but regardless, these were real people pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And everybody else around them in the world, except for Lewis Tully, Janine Mil- you know, Janine Milnitz was, 
you know, she was just a sassy New York secretary. Right. Now, Louis Tully was like by far, other than Vinkman, was like the most comic character, mm -hmm. comic persona. Yeah. You know, but everybody else in the movie, pretty much real people. Right. These are all real people. They're, you know, they're seeing this stuff. They are reacting seriously, mm -hmm. as serious as a heart attack. Right. Whenever they see ghosts, whenever they see anything creepy, mm -hmm. which I appreciate. It was a great tone for the comedy to play off of. And Dana nice, is, is literally in peril at a point in the movie. Like, she, her life is in yeah. danger. There are those elements where it's like, man, this is scary. Like, I saw that as an eight-year-old. I was genuinely scared several parts of the movie. Anytime when the demon dog showed up, I could not watch the screen. Yeah, and even Lewis. Lewis was hunted by a demon dog. Right. Begging for help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no one could help him. But right. the point is... Uh, it's very dark comedy. Yeah. So now let's look at the characters we have in this movie. So okay. the McCarthy character and the Wig character, they're fairly grounded characters. You know, Wig yeah. is a professor that's like, ghost stuff is in my past. I want to let that go. I'm right. trying to get tenure. That's why she seeks out uh, the McCarthy character, Abby. Um, you know, Abby... I'd say, if anything, Melissa McCarthy's character, Abby, was a little too grounded for my taste. I wish she was a little bit more of a character. I mean, I think Kristen Wiig did a great job with her character. I mean, it was just like a little wonky enough. She was, you know, mm -hmm. like, I, I love that YouTube viral video, which is in the trailer. Like, yes. go surreal. Go surreal. That's surreal. a great yeah. moment. That's funny. Mm -hmm. And then she's like with her professors, like, I don't know who that is trying to save her job. It's great. Yeah. I think Leslie Jones does a good job. I, mm -hmm. I feel like they, you know, they, they give her character like, I know the MTA, I know the city of New York, I know the history of New York. I feel like they drop that whole thing. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, Leslie Jones, MTA worker, that's fine. But, you know, like, play play with that. Like, don't make her the MTA. Make her a sassy engineer. Make the mm -hmm. joke that people assume that she is the blue collar or whatever. Like, if they know that one of them is not a scientist, they assume it's her. Make right. that the joke. No, and I, I thought that that um, was going to go that way when I first heard about the casting. I was like, people were going, oh, well, she's clearly going to be the Winston characters. Like, well, slow down. We don't know. Like clearly she could be one of the scientists and you know Melissa McCarthy could easily pull off the the dim-witted you know bumbling fall down I don't know much non-scientist but that's not the route that they chose but in any case no nope. that's the choice they made and I know making Leslie the MTA worker was the stereotypical choice but Leslie was cool with it I think Paul Feig was cool with it could swap the two characters with those actresses yeah and and you know what you're right melissa mccarthy could have played the mta worker she could play that gruff person like in bridesmaids uh, and then kate mckinnon was doing her best ace ventura 2 impression and it's great <laughs> that she can do an ace ventura 2 impression and you know this how i say ace ventura 2 because by that movie that character who's a silly stupid ass character in the first one he at least had a a, a little bit of ground something to tie him to the real world by the sequel of that series they got rid of that they're like no 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 he's just a cartoon he doesn't have real feelings he doesn't talk to anyone not a moment of sincerity except in ace ventura 2 that character had more dialogue like real world dialogue at least than kate mckinnon's character who i think the only time she acts real is at the very end in some like mid-credit scene, whatever, that doesn't count because the movie's over. And then when they're testing the equipment, she's kind of a real person. But the rest of the movie is a lot of wah-uh and wacky faces and weird things, and, and she's not a real person.
Meanwhile, in this movie, you all saw it in the trailer, there's a freaking dragon ghost. Okay. What is that? It's a dragon. But it's yeah. a ghost. I mean, what was it? Was it's a dead dragon? Is it a demon? Well, yeah, but you had dragon ghosts in the original movie. The original movie had a dragon ghost. That's one yeah, of the, the original movie had weird looking ghosts. I don't think it had a dragon. Yes, ghost, it did, did have a dragon ghost. It's one had of the a, it had a yes, weird looking. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Right after. Where, where? Okay. Well, remember when the mist goes into the tailpipe, and um, and then there's that ghoul driving the taxi cab. Shortly yeah, before the corpse. Yeah. Shortly after that, a dragon type ghost flies in front of the skyline of New York City and then flies in f with a bunch of other ghosts towards the um, Zool Tower. OK. Yeah. I don't know if it I don't know if it looked exactly like a dragon. I know okay. there were some oddly shaped ghosts. I will give you that. I mean, it was a winged ghost. It sounds like you were kind of nitpicking here. All right. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> No, here's how I approach this movie. Go ahead, go ahead. How does yeah. this movie compare to movies that I've seen in the last two or three years? It did pretty darn mm -hmm. well. Uh, recently, I saw Ted 2. Um, I saw the Adam Sandler straight-to-Netflix movie. Mm -hmm. I saw some other, the, uh, the do-over. But, like, I've seen a few comedies that just fell flat. This movie was well-paced. I thought a lot of the jokes did hit. And I was intrigued and couple that with the fact that I'm a fan of ghost busting in general. The, the like mm -hmm. the idea of combating ghosts, which is typically an occult type uh, uh, theme versus science fiction themed. Uh, I've always been a fan of that. So I was a fan when they announced mm -hmm. there was going to be a real Ghostbusters cartoon. I was a fan when they announced there was going to be a Ghostbusters 2. Um, I was a fan of mm -hmm. both of those franchises and a lot of people said, well, they don't hold up to the original. Well, that might be true because you have a, an idea of what the original is supposed to be, but that didn't take away from my love for Ghostbusters 2 and from the cartoon. So the same goes for mm -hmm. this movie as well. And as you've mentioned, I'm a fan of these four uh, Ghostbusters that were cast for the movie. So I was just enamored with the idea of, oh, you know what? I thought this concept wasn't going to work. Because when you you were the one that told me about 10 years ago, here's how they should do the next Ghostbusters movie. It should be a passing of the baton to a next generation. And, like, this was a time when Chris Farley was still alive. And, like, all these ideas mm -hmm. of, like, Ben Stiller and all this, these people. And I was like, that's not going to work. It's never going to be as good as the original. I come into this movie assuming, hey, I'm going to go see a Ghostbusters movie. I know that it's not going to be as good as the original. I watched it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was entertained. And I, th I think compared to most movies I've seen in the last few years, it ranks up there. It was pretty good. As far as Holtzman's character, I thought she was a highlight of the movie. And personally, I've never seen a woman do action sequences that I found that intrigued by. And I'm talking Black Widow in Avengers. I'm talking Charlie's Angels. I wasn't as impressed with those women doing those action sequences as I was after that scene where I saw those ghosts just get Holtzman and she does the little Robocop putting the things back in their holsters. I was like, that was freaking awesome. I was really genuinely mm -hmm. impressed with that scene and I've you never like seen, the, you like the roles. Yeah. I've not you seen like the roles on the ground. Yeah. I've not seen a woman pull off that kind of choreography where I was like, you know what? Hats off to this woman. Cause I bought that and I wanted to be that woman in that scene. I've never felt that way before. I got to tell you, I didn't buy it. I thought it was forced in, man. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, now they're doing real. Like, well, these women, like three of them are 
hitting or in middle age, you know? It's like they're forcing these action moves on these people that haven't really shown it. And I mean, like, Holt's been rolling around on the ground like she does. she's clearly a young woman. Melissa McCarthy, you saw the scene in the alleyway where she said, you know, it's, it's like fighting an alligator. She's clearly, you know, a bit bumbling, but they don't show her, like, doing backflips or anything. She's just wielding what's essentially a water gun at people. We're going to spoilers. All right. Let's um, spoil it up. All right. Like I've seen Neil Casey. I've taken the workshop. Neil Casey is the person who plays Rowan, who's the villain for two thirds of the movie before he's replaced by Chris Helmsworth. Yeah. Or Rowan suicides himself and knows that he will come back and be able to get all this power somehow. Mm-hmm. So fine, because he's a bellhop. Mm-hmm. So, but he read the book that Abby and Aaron wrote, right. so he knows enough. You know, so that, I mean, that was kind of like, ugh. But um, fine. So he takes over uh, uh, Chris Helmsworth's body, Kevin's body, and he starts to control all the soldiers because Homeland Security is involved, which is another thing, which is also kind of funny. That's another funny plot. Well, you know, we'll go through the the whole thing. But... um, you know, but then he gives up that body, and it's it's basically the scene from the original where it's choose the destroyer. Patty's like, pick something nice and soft. Your logo, right. and then he turns into the freaking a cartoon logo. Right. He turns into a cartoon mm-hmm. in this live action movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it wasn't for the Slimer and Mrs. Slimer scene, that would have done it for me. But you know, the Mrs. Slimer scene, I think, already did it for me, mm-hmm. or that was after. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he turns into a big white sack, and then for whatever reason, the red no part becomes a bow tie. Right. I don't know why. Right. And then it's just a CGI monstrosity. Uh-huh. And again, I go back to the original. I've, I've rewatched the whole. The way that Stay Puffed looked, and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculous idea in pa- on paper. And they were worried about it. They thought, I don't know if this is going to work. People may not fall for this because it's just so ridiculous. But the way he looks with that horrifically painted on smile combined with the sounds that he makes, those demon hell sounds that roar that's coming out from his belly, just and, and that it was all practical effects. So it wasn't CGI, and it was just so impactful, it was so frightening mm-hmm. to imagine that there, this thing that looks so nice. Right. It's like if a giant Mickey Mouse was just yeah. smiling yeah. while he's smashing people with his feet. Yeah. And then you go to this thing, the logo, the CGI logo, so mm-hmm. I already am not... This is already taking me out of it because mm-hmm. it's all CGI. Mm-hmm. It looks like crap. Oh, no. Abby got taken by Ghost Logo. I wonder if someone's going to save her. Oh, they did. They did exactly mm-hmm. what script writing 101 says to do. Right. The resolution of the movie, you kind of were like, yeah, of course it's going to resolve. I wasn't really concerned or worried that they were going to fail necessarily. I was just like... Okay, so what's the, what's the ending of this going to look like? That's the only thing that I was captivated by. You know, and the villain, I, I feel I feel kind of bad for Neil Casey because, I mean, number one, he, he's not in the movie in the third act. So let me say something here, because you basically have an, a, a, a direct opposition of the Ghostbusters. Like, he's the ghost bringer. He's using science fiction technology in order to bring ghosts from the other dimension where we haven't seen that before. In the other uh, Ghostbusters movies, it's always been some sort of an occult ritual that's brought 
you know, someone uh-huh. from the other dimension into our world. In in some ways, I was like, this is interesting because we haven't seen this before. In, in the original movie, I thought that there was a very questionable justification for why the dead were rising from the dead. Winston says, hey, you ever read Revelations? This is like the dead rising from the dead. That's why we've been getting so much business lately. And I was like, great. Why? What was the trigger? Why now? Oh, that's fair. You know? That's fair. And this... They even had, um, in the Ghostbusters 3 game, they even explained it. Okay. They're like, oh, you know, this person was related to the architect, mm-hmm. so when they walked into space, that triggered everything. Okay. So you're not wrong. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. Because it's near the end of the century, I guess. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break from my bitching, and let's talk about what we liked, and, and I heard okay. some of the things you liked already. Yeah. You know, other than the throwaway jokes at the museum thing, I like when they cut back to Zach Wood's character back in the museum mm-hmm. with Ed, Ed Beagley Jr. Uh, that, was that was one of my favorite sequences in the movie, because they said the guy was dead yeah. for 15 years. Oh, yeah, and he's like, yeah, th- that's clearly... They let that joke that's sit. Funny. Like, you really thought, oh, wow, so Ed Bigley Jr.'s been a ghost this whole time. That's a cool concept. And then he walks into the scene, and Melissa McCarthy goes, well, who's that? And he goes, well, that's Ed Jr. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, that's clearly... That's awesome. ...who I was referring to. <laughs> I obviously was referring to him. That was a great joke. Yeah. And the pa- the pooping pants thing was, you know, it's like a poop. The man who didn't poop, is, you know, that, that was a funny exchange. Right, right. I love... Abby and the deal with Dopinder from Deadpool, the whole thing about the food. The jo- I, I, I dug those little jokes with the food. There's no, you know, no wontons. This yes. is half a wonton. And and then at the end of the, of the movie, there are too many wontons. It's, it's there's like an no orgy soup in it. Of yeah. wontons. There's no broth. Yeah, this is like the opposite of can we find a way to get in the middle? That's, <laughs> you know, those are funny bits. Right. You know, there was a great joke that it was only in the trailer, but when the uh, when Michael McDonald, who is running, he's been basically the Sedgwick Hotel guy yeah. but for this movie he runs the the music concert venue right. and he and he does a speech like you know no one should have to see this this evil i mean there's things that you know no one should have to see but i think you girls will do fine mm-hmm. how's a funny little line yeah. not in the movie mm-hmm. fine but what's in the movie is the way patty tolan leslie jones's character reacts to the room of mannequins which is I'm not going in there because that's a room of nightmares. Mm-hmm. And she's right because one of the most this I think this only appears in the Japanese trailer okay. uh, too. But it's like one of the most like one of my laugh out loud moments in any of the trailers was when that mannequin moved. Like she begged it not to move, and it started to move after her, and she just freaked out. That was so funny because that was just a real genuine response and a really creepy. Oh, like I know it was CGI probably, but such a live action looking thing, like a, like an effect, like for the mannequin to move, like oh yeah, that's creepy as hell, mm-hmm. that's awful, you know. So that was great. I like yeah. the mayor and the assistant mayor. His reaction to the Jaws line. Yeah, no, that that was freaking hilarious. Like I'm nothing like the Jaws mayor. <laughs> that was a great line. Yeah. And even when Kristen Wiig is like trying to get into the restaurant, which I guess they were mirroring when Louis Tully right. was trying to get into uh, Tavern on yeah, the Green. Yeah, he's banging on the window. And, and, yeah, and then Cicely, yeah, Cicely Strong is like, oh, that's so sad. She thinks they're all sliding doors. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, so they're just watching her try to get in. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that uh, the, the line when they first meet the mayor about, um, you know, oh, there's this town and it disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean disappeared? Everyone's turned inside out. Like, mm-hmm. well, they're okay, right? Mm-hmm. Well, 
I mean, their organs are on the outside. Yeah. Yeah, they're okay. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure, they're okay. No, yeah, they, their organs are on the outside, but they're okay, right? Yeah, sure, they're okay. <laughs> that was a funny line. I, yeah, I was, I was kind of thrown off a little by involving Homeland Security, although that's an interesting idea. Like, like in the original, it's like we don't believe you. In this one, oh, we know. Yeah, we just don't want you to make it public. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a very clever idea, yeah. very clever way to go with mm -hmm. it. I, I felt like it was kind of big with Homeland Security. It's like, okay, that seems like a bit much. Well, it feeds it it feeds into the conspiracy of government, right? We we never trust our political officials, and we assume they know more than than they let on. So this is totally that. It's all conspiracy. So that was interesting, and um, oh goodness, I mean, there were there were some funny parts in this. What movie. about so the uh, the dance sequence? I know you're not a big Holtzman. Uh, person but the the dance sequence with the blow torches and she's basically just just building there like i kristen wig is watching her build stuff and so and then, <laughs> then when she cuts her with the fire extinguisher she's still dancing to eligible <laughs> i thought that was great oh, yeah, and then she's like is that eligible is, is that what they're called i don't know who that is yeah. or something like that yeah was that eldebarge right sorry uh, to yeah, debarge in. It, it was amusing but by that time honestly i was so put off by that character because mm. she was a cartoon you yeah. know, and, and this is what I was going to say in the pre-spoiler section. I wish that they gave Aaron's story to Holtzman. Okay. Because that would have grounded all that. Like, oh, that's why you're weird. Mm -hmm. Because a ghost stood at your bed for like a year. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't need to, I don't need any other explanation. And you can act as crazy as you want because that stuff would disturb somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's a great motivator for Aaron. But then it's like, well, what's Abby's thing? Why is Abby so interested? Now I get why you're interested. Why is she interested? You know, it's funny. Like what you're, and why what, for that matter? What you're Holtz describing is exactly what they did in an episode of the Real Ghostbusters cartoon. Egon has a history with Sam Hain. Oh yeah, the Boogeyman. Yeah, the Boogeyman. And um, that's why that's why he became interested in ghostbusting. But they don't explore that in any of the movies. Like Egon is just freaking Egon. Yeah, I know. But but Egon but but Egon's a grounded character, though. I mean, he's a comic character, but he's ground. He's not like a cartoon. Mm -hmm. He's a, he's just someone on the spectrum, mm -hmm. like you said, which is something that could happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't see how characters like Holtzman or, quite frankly, Kevin, for that matter, could exist in the real world. Mm. It's like you don't know that the phone in front of you is ringing. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, man. That's <laughs> not playing to the top of this character's intelligence. It might not be, but it's also a similar character of, uh, what is it, John Hamm in 30 Rock? Like, I think that that was the tone of the movie as a whole. It's like, I'm just too darn handsome to have to be bogged down by the rules of the real world. Everyone's told me that I'm right, so I must be right. No, it's a bunch of people that are in love with you, and they wouldn't dare you tell you no. But yeah, there were some really fun moments mm -hmm. in this movie. Let's go. Uh, you know, but I am curious. I wonder, like, what if Kevin was kind of like a real person? Like, what if they play that where Kevin was, like, not stupid, but, you know, Aaron was hot for him. So it was just like this reversal of a, I'm not a piece of meat, I'm a person, mm -hmm. you know. But you're kind of, like, distracted by the fact that you only see me as a hot hunk, you know. But, I mean, it was fun. His character was fun, so. Yeah. Uh, it was cool with the lenses and everything. Those are funny choices. Mm -hmm. uh, the Scooby-Doo ghost annoyed me to no end. Just a bunch of Scooby-Doo ghosts with their super shiny glow. Mm -hmm. The Mrs. Slimer, I saw that in the trailer. Mm -hmm. Like, I almost didn't want to see this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, up until then, I was like, I want to give this movie a chance. Mm -hmm. 
I want to give it the benefit of a doubt. Maybe it's just bad marketing. Then I saw Mrs. Slimer, mm -hmm. and I'm like, no, 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 no. Now it's a cartoon. Now it's an episode of the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I guess I was fine with that. That was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think in, in, in being such a fan of the cartoon, you know, to say that, oh, well, there's no way there could be a Mrs. Slimer. Well, why the F not? If there's a male Slimer, why is there not a, a female Slimer? That breaks some sort of a rule? doesn't break any rule all ghosts are unique or not up to now we haven't seen identical ghosts yeah we, oh it was done just for a quick joke except can you have a, a female ghoul and a, and a male ghoul and then they show up just when they need to mm -hmm. that's great just like a weak ass third act did Doubt you us, like ghostbusters too did i like ghostbusters yeah. too it was okay okay no i don't put this movie i don't put this movie Beneath Ghostbusters 2. I'm not suggesting that Ghostbusters 2 mm -hmm. is superior to this movie. Okay. I'm just frustrated at the choices that this movie made. Mm -hmm. There were some really talented people here, and I think this movie could have taken a real good shot at getting real close to the quality of Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. there's, there's obvious points in this movie where I could tell that the script was getting punched up, that they, I had heard there were reshoots for this movie. For example, that opening scene you were talking about with Zach Woods, like I was like, these are probably punched up lines. Like I could imagine this being just a typical tour and then something goes awry at the end of the tour and that's it. But they revisited this movie thinking, Man, we're getting so much backlash about women not being funny. This movie's not going to be funny. The trailer's not funny. We got to make this movie extra funny. So they repunched it up, you know, last minute. So they added extra stuff. The time when um, Chris and Wiggs getting vomited on, I'm pretty sure that scene with Holtzman eating a potato chip wasn't there. Because when they cut back to the, the wide shot of the whole group, she's not eating a potato chip. Her, her hands are at her, 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 at her front. And then they cut back to her and she spits out the potato chip and her hands are in a different position. So to me that says, hey, we need an extra joke here. We're going to throw in this gag. Yeah, I think there was a lot of that going on, which did it need or not? You know, maybe you could say that it didn't need it. But at the same time, like I did laugh at her eating the potato chip. I thought that was a fun character trait. Um, and there's a couple times you can argue the reality of, of the, the world, meaning if the world doesn't necessarily believe that there's a such thing as ghosts, then all four of the Ghostbusters get arrested for throwing Bill Murray out the window. They didn't. The cop was just like, you never see them arrest them. Yeah, and that was another funny moment, by the way. The whole thing with uh, Patrick Swayze, the whole, yeah, yeah, it was behind me. We went, we danced at a, a thing in the Catskills, and then he stood behind me as we made a vase together. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. You're putting the two movies together. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's do the cameos real quick. Uh, okay. Ray Stans, Dan Aykroyd, that cameo was awful. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that That one. was awful. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you don't know shit about shit. Cabby, the joke was funny at the very beginning. That's one block farther south than I want to go. No, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Cut. Next scene. Don't don't we're done. Don't mention them it. being class four vapors. Yeah, no, because they barely mention class four right. vapors. They certainly don't do anything to explain anything mm -hmm. about how ghosts work. Right. Bill Murray. I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. It, well, it was interesting having him be the the skeptic, but like killing him off. I think was probably at the request of Bill Murray. It's like. I don't want to do any more of these movies, okay? Just kill me off. So they found a way to kill him off. But I thought that was like, I guess. there's almost no reason to introduce you if they're just going to kill him off that quick. Yeah. You know, yeah. If anything, just have him on the TV as a skeptic. That's right, it. Right. Okay. Oh, that's funny. I think it would be funny to him. He should have come back as a ghost if he's dead, right? 
That would have been great. Yeah. If he came back as a ghost. Yeah. He's like, I believe you now, but I can't tell anybody. Right. right. I don't want to ruin my reputation. I'm still a skeptic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would have been fucking great. Or if he mm-hmm. showed up somewhere. Bravo, ladies. Bravo. Something. Because yep. he always said he would only do it if he was a ghost in it. And we get Janine Melnitz. Great. Right. That was fun. Very I mean, brief. I certainly, you know. Yeah, brave, cool. What do you? Both me and and my wife watching this, we both thought Janine um, Annie Potts was actually Andrea Martin for a couple seconds. That's age. That's yeah, age. You get yeah. older, your face changes, gets sharper, or whatever. Right, right. Uh, yeah, the Ernie Hudson cameo. You I know, liked. Fun. I liked her. In fact, I called that. That's how they were going to use him when she mentioned she had an uncle yeah. learning the, in this card. I'm like, it's Ernie Hudson. It's got to be. Yeah, we're gonna meet the uncle. Right. Uh, but now, like honestly, I'm like worried. It's like, well, his business is gonna fail because that 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 hearse is gone. Right? Are you gonna get the city to replace it with their do sex machina funding? Mm-hmm. It's like we will give you all the money you want. That was refreshing, though, from Ghostbusters too. That it's like you know, Ghostbusters <laughs> two had this preposterous idea that no one believes them anymore. Right? After there must have been so much footage. Of mm-hmm. what went down, right. and so many eyewitnesses, and the day turned to night. How do you how do you think this was a hoax? How do you think <laughs> that Ghostbusters two? That's bullshit. We don't know what you guys put in the air. Uh, so it was nice that the the mayor's like, you know, I wish they kept playing that game. Thank you so much. We're gonna fake arrest you now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, thank you so much. I wish they played with that a little further, like made it worse. Yeah, we we didn't finish our uh, cameos because Sigourney Weaver appears oh, in the credits. Yeah. But I think you've blocked out Holtzman. You blocked out Holtzman. She did nothing. <laughs> she's her mentor. It was like, she's yeah, wearing, crazy talking to whatever. She's wearing a screw you pendant just like Holtzman did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, I see you didn't do this. Yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I don't care about your character, Holtzman. You said you wanted justification for why she knows all this stuff. Well, so clearly Sigourney Weaver taught her everything she knows. Oh, well, then there it is. There Someone it is. said it. There you go. Oh, God. The dean of the community college, the technical school. That was great. That was great. That was Higgins. Funny too. He's the head of Higgins University. Wasn't it called Higgins? Yeah, I think that guy was a head writer at um, SNL at yeah, some point. And then he became the announcer for Jimmy Fallon's shows. Yeah. Yeah. I have two words for you. Uh, he's going to say suck it now. Oh, he wouldn't say suck it. <laughs> suck it. Yeah. She thought he was oh, going to no. say get no, out. That was great. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and they had the bust of um, of Harold Ramis mm-hmm. at Columbia, mm-hmm. uh, which is at Second City. I've taken right. pictures with that bust. Yes, yes. It's the same one or at least one that's identical as at Second City. Mm-hmm. As much as I didn't care for the Scooby-Doo dragon, that was a funny moment. Yes. I'm just, you know, the way she did it, you know what? I think I'm going to go home. I'm not feeling well. I'm taking the day. Like, oh, honey, I don't think you should do that. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm going. Uh, I want to talk about like Ghostbusters two real quick. Um, yeah, sure. You know that was an it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know it did wasn't as good as the original. It's going to be hard if ever to do any Ghostbusters that's close to the original. They clearly have a tone in mind, which is going to be a sillier tone. So they yeah. will never, they will never top the original. Well, the, the original is not only funny; it's just the, it's just a solid work. The cartoon of film writing. The cartoon debuted, I think, in eighty six. And then Ghostbusters 2, I think, came out in 89. I was yeah. not taken aback in any way by the tone of the movie, the fact that it was a comedy first, 
or any of that stuff because I was already primed by many episodes of a daily cartoon show I've been watching for years. Um, mm -hmm. And I think uh, people that kind of skipped out on the cartoon and just watched the first movie were like, well, what the heck? And they were beside themselves, and I was like, well, what's wrong with everybody? This is a funny movie. And the same was true with this movie. I was fine with it being a very lighthearted, kind of surrealistic, toned movie as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I guess my whole thing is just like, you know, they'll never be able to recreate the first one, and that's fine. I just mm -hmm. felt like they had the right cast in place where this one could have gotten somewhat close to it. The drawback of doing a reboot or a sequel is you're always going to be compared to the original. So the question is, mm -hmm. if you're going to complain about stuff being too much or not enough like the original... Is there a reason for watching a sequel slash reboot? I think about successful reboots. I think also sequel slash reboots. I think about Force Awakens. I think about mm -hmm. Jurassic World. And people complain about These Force Awakens. Movies, nah, but they are few. They're in the minority. Okay, but plenty I of people. I think overall, the majority of people think that that movie like got it done. Okay, yeah. And anyone that says, well, it's a copy. Yeah, it's a copy. Right. It's a soft reboot, dude. It's a palate cleanser. Because yes. the three like initial trilogies, that's crap. Right. So he was cleaning, cleansing the power. How could you blame someone? Okay. In the case of Force Awakens, not the new trilogy, mm -hmm. but the original trilogy, they, you know, they tried to maintain that tone. Right. We are these movies. Mm -hmm. Because in one of the trailers, they say, like, you know, it's BS because they're like 30 years ago, four scientists, not accurate, four scientists saved the world. So it's like, wait, is this in the same continuity? Right. No, it's not. I know. That was We're weird. just saying that's a different movie. <sighs> no, I, I, I agree. I would have liked this to have been a Ghostbusters 3 movie. Like, I already had the vision of, oh, they could do another explanation like they did in Ghostbusters 2 where, oh, they just, they dismissed it. It's all a big cover-up, and they're like, guys, this wasn't a hoax. If you want to refer to the old movie, you know, less Stay Puffed, less Ghostbusters logo coming to life, more Togan's Spirit Guide, and some other stuff of the, the original uh, terminology, I think, would have, would have brought in the hardcores, in my opinion, but... Leslie Jones' character is named Patty Tolan. Is it really? Let's switch that to Patty Tobin. Oh my god. Boom. Not Tobin, but Tolan, T-O-L-A-N. Okay. So change, change that it to, to Tobin, the spirit guide Patty Tobin. Yeah. yeah, so oh, my family has this old book, and it's starting to make noise. Mm -hmm. I thought I should bring it here to you guys. Right. That's how she gets involved. Mm -hmm. She should have gotten fired yeah. because she let them test their equipment during express time. Mm -hmm. Someone should have come in and said, Patty, you're fired. And then she's like, you guys owe me a job. There you go. Now I'm with the Ghostbusters. Yep. The power of Patty compels you. That was funny. Mm -hmm. You know what? When Melissa McCarthy was possessed, that shit was intense. Yeah. When she gets like right into Kate McKinnon's face. Yeah, boy, that. But then Kate McKinnon's a cartoon, so why should we? Why would she honestly react to the that? The trailer did it's not do that scene weird. justice. I'm weird. We're all weird. Yeah. It was included in the. Was it was included moment. in the trailer because it worked really well in the movie. Yeah. But seeing it in the trailer did not do it justice at all. And just that creepy look. I'm fine. How are you? It's like she's clearly fucking possessed. Mm -hmm. I would have loved that. I would love Kate McKinnon to go to Leslie Jones. Hey, is everything? Do you want sandwiches? What, what do you want? The you know the rye or the ham? It's like I want the ham. Also, Abby is possessed. Right. Yo, now they're bringing in Zool. That's 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 See, the last thing. It's like we're gonna do Zool now. When they now. did that, I was like, don't do that. This is like Star Trek into Darkness all over again. You don't need to bring in Khan. You don't need to bring in Zool. So, but I mean, if there's someone out there that still wants to see it, see it if you want. 
It's, you know, well, if you've gone this far, we spoiled it horrendously. So <laughs> sorry about that. But, uh,. I mean, I guess maybe put the thing at the top. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not saying don't see it under like any condition. I'm just, you know, I just, I'm disappointed well, by it. There are way worse, worse movies out there. Name them. Ted Probably two. Independence Day Resurgence. I heard that's bad. Oh, yeah, I didn't even bother okay, with Ted Independence. Okay, Ted not out right now. Okay, you mean ones that are in the theater right now? Yeah, probably Independence too. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That was our Ghostbusters talk. So enjoy Ghostbusters, everybody. Yay. Enjoy the Ghostbusters you've been given. But for the love of God, Yay, if you haven't seen the first one, see the first one because it's so <laughs> good. It's not just, it's not, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people say now it's not perfect. It's like, it's not perfect, but it's pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the original Ghostbusters would do in today's environment. It's it's much slower paced than a either. typical comedy these days. Absolutely. And I think people might I, lean into it based on it's a movie that doesn't know what its identity is. Is this a horror movie or is this a comedy? It needs more action. Yeah, that's right. The, the action wasn't really action exactly. Yeah, it's just explosions mm -hmm. and ghosts, right. but just great lines. Yep. Oh, stay puffed. And then stay puffed shows up and then you see the expression on Ray's face. If he's talking about the camp and the summer mm -hmm. and the marshmallows, he's gone. Yep. And I mean, even like the time when Ray first sees Slimer, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that cigarette just hangs mm -hmm. from his lip. Yeah. That's just such a good, that's such a good, honest reaction. It's like the only time I got that in this movie is from Leslie Jones, mm -hmm. from Patty. Right. The power of Patty compels you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my face. That's going to leave a mark. Ah. And then Kevin shows up, and now he wants to be a Ghostbuster because... Because no reasons. one's ever told him no. There you go. <laughs> Which makes me look more like a doctor. The one with me playing saxophone or listening to saxophone? Listen, and he just has it next to his head. He's so stupid. But that's a, that was funny. I, well, you know, that's funny. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, okay, he's now the real person, but that is funny. Mm -hmm. That's your not real person. Kevin's your cartoon. Right. You get one cartoon that's Kevin. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. Now make Abby or Kate McKinnon a bit more snarky, and there you go. Mm -hmm. You're done. Mm -hmm. Simple. Fix. <laughs> fixed. You're fixed. All right. All right. Uh, this has been Podcast Cluster Fudge. I've been Carlos. I'm Alan. And join us next time when we talk about other stuff in the pop culture cloud. Bye. All right. Talk to you later, Alan. You too. Say hi to Disney for me. <laughs> Will do. All right. Bye. Bye.